gosh, now three years ago, probably this fall, three years ago this fall, I was trying to get to work at 4.20 in the morning because I had a project I was wanting to do. So it was 4.21 exactly because I saw the microwave, had the lights off in the house, and I was going down to the basement, not to wake anybody up and going to the basement shower. And I instead, um, my left side of my body, which has started not communicating correctly with the rest of my body, locked up, and I head first went down the basement stairs. Hello and welcome to the Joplin Toadcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Joplin Toad. The Toad is a multimedia platform which celebrates the art, culture, and humor of the city of Joplin, Missouri. We are here to share Joplin's creativity with the world. In this episode, our host, Mark Neinschwander, interviews abstract painter Lori Marble. Lori, who experiences a condition known as dystonia, talks about recovering from a traumatic incident and brain surgery by teaching herself how to paint left-handed. The resulting creative journey has led to an established presence in the local art world and a lot of lessons about consistency, creating art for yourself, and overcoming imposter syndrome. We always hope to give you some new inspiration with each new artist interview. Please enjoy and pass on to a creative friend. Okay, we are recording. Um, I am here with Miss Lori Marble. She is uh, our esteemed featured artist of issue three. And this is the first time that we've done things a little bit different, actually. And we did a magazine interview and then we're doing a follow up podcast interview because there's just so many things I wanted to go deeper with mm. with Lori. So and you've uh, known me since you were a child. <laughs> since Yes, basically <laughs> since I was a child. So that's that's also yeah a very interesting thing. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, welcome to the show, Thank Lori. You Thank so you for much. coming on. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very exciting to have you here and, um, go ahead and just give people a, a quick synopsis. Let's pretend that they know nothing about you. Haven't At read all. the magazine. Okay. Don't know who you are. What would be your, hmm. I'm an Okie by birth and okay. proud supporter of Oklahoma state football. So that's just one thing that you have to know. Bleed orange. So there's okay. no Get crimson and cream. Way. Let's just lay that one out <laughs> on the table. Um, but I do have a master's in art history from that other major university in the state of Oklahoma. So loved art, always studied outsider artist of the Ozarks, which was fascinating. So people who have had some sort of a psychological break and then they start compulsively creating art. So I did that mm. in 1990 and that was fabulous. And I still follow that a lot and like that genre, what's, so to speak, of art. What's the name of that again? Outsider art. Okay. That's very interesting. Oh, it's fabulous. going to come back to some okay, of that okay, a little bit. Okay, let's do because yeah. it's, it's fantastic. I think that's what gives me a lot of freedom, too, in what I'm doing now, too, and seeing that and seeing just how oh, soul-rendering that is and just people just creating just to heal. Mm. It's fascinating. So um, moved to Missouri in 1987 to go to work at Carter College in public relations. So that's how you and I met mm-hmm. in the Plaster Community Center. Not in 1987 because I was two and I wasn't going to Carter College yet. <laughs> Whatever, but. you were two. Oh my gosh. So we've established that I am 20 years older than you. Fabulous. Um, and worked in PR forever. So I worked in, at Crowder for 18 years and then I went to work for the Missouri Department of Transportation in um, public relations there, led that for 11 counties. And then went to Mercy and started doing marketing for them, worked for the ministry team, too, because it Mar- Mercy Hospital considers, we speak in ourselves as a ministry. So I went to sure. work for the headquarters, the ministry, um, lead on an innovations team for communications, and then came back to Joplin and work um, in operations now on the administrative team, just 
leading a couple different departments, not really leading. I just, they tell me what they need fixed and I help them. So there's no gotcha. leading anywhere, but probably about the time. Well, let's, let's back up at Crowder. I used to fall all the time. I mean, Dick Van Dyke Pratt fall. Mm. And I can remember one time, um, someone who I might be married to now and the president of the college <laughs> I had fallen and they just we, we walked won't by. We will check up on who that yeah, might we won't be. Check up we on that. They just walked by me and they go, oh, she does it all the time. And we just considered me to be just a super klutz. And I was, I mean, this was klutzy child. So klutzy adult. I can identify. Not. Yeah. And then at MoDOT, it got worse, but you know, MoDOT, my time at MoDOT was the times of the ice storm and the floods and the tornado. And so I was living, being in my office and uh, under my desk. So I had I had a lot of falls there too. And so we kind of started trying to figure out what this was. Um, in, gosh, now, three years ago, probably this fall, three years ago this fall, I was trying to get to work at 420 in the morning because I had a project I was wanting to do. So it was 421 exactly because I saw the microwave, had the lights off in the house, and I was going down to the basement not to wake anybody up and going to the basement shower. And I, instead, um, my left side of my body, which has started not communicating correctly with the rest of my body, locked up. And I head first went down the basement stairs. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, Busted my face up, knocked myself out, and then knocked myself silly because I went into the bathroom and uh, I had pushed my glasses into my face. So I have the scar above my right eye now. Mm. And then I put my coffee cup through my right above my right knee. And there was just, I couldn't see there was blood everywhere because it was still kind of dark. But I remember going into my bathroom and seeing that I was going to need stitches over my eyes. And my hair was a lot longer then. And I thought, you know, I bet I could drive myself to the ER, get stitches, and then be in the office by, say, 630. <laughs> Nobody will know. I'm we'll not going to tell no anybody. no productivity today. Yeah, yeah, no productivity. And I keep turning around, and my bathroom was off-white, and there just kept getting to be a lot more red and a lot more red. And I didn't know that I had this big old chunk of glass uh, or of pottery sticking out of my leg and that I was just spraying everything around mm. me. So I had... um coincidentally been to an abstract painting workshop. I started painting when I was in St. Louis as a means of just creatively channeling one sort of creativity, the painting to the writing, which I was doing all the time for this team. You Did you plan on a five minute <laughs> answer? <laughs> well, I was looking for like the back of the book cover and we're kind of getting like the yeah. introduction so instead of the prologue, which, well, okay, which totally but, works. Okay, so I'm, we're going to go with, with this it. still. I'm good with it. So I've been to this. I mean, somehow I did not make a mess on any of my canvases from this abstract painting workshop. But we discovered that I had, we confirmed that I have what's called hemidystonia. So it's when your brain stops really just getting the signals to the rest of your body. But mine is hemi in that the right side of my body, totally cool. It works great. The mm. left side of my body is just wackadoodle. Um, and we decided at the time to go ahead with what's called a deep brain stimulator. So I have a pacemaker battery in my chest, which goes through it. Um, that's the tube right there, which everyone can see listening to this on my collarbone. And it goes up my <laughs> yes, neck. Yes, we can see you pointing. We can see that around yes. the back of my right ear and into my head where there's an antenna that goes down to the base of my brain that emits signals. Do you have an antenna in your brain? In my brain. Mm -hmm. It's called a deep brain stimulator. And at the time that we did that, I thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting? Because I was going to be home for a month. You can now have brain surgery and stay home for a month. That's insane. A month. Yeah, what am I going to do? 
And I thought, well, let's try painting abstract style left hand to see if I can get all the creativity going. So that's how I started painting left-handed abstracts. And that's how I go by the name right brain, left hand on, mm. on some of my work. So there you go. So what? Okay. I, there I like you go. That's you, the whole story. Uh, you plowed through like my first five questions. That's Fabulous. fine. Fabulous. So um, we can just round them out. We can add the color now. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> no. thanks, for, thanks for listening. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, lots of questions there. Um First is not scientific and mm -hmm. medical technology. Absolutely amazing. Because a century ago, like, where would you be? You know, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Immobile. Uh, yeah. And that's would be <laughs> say, immobile by this time. okay. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that it would have just, your brain would have just stopped communicating. I would have been, I would have been one of those people that you see in a medieval time dragging the right, you know, just plowing yeah. along, dragging the left of my body and no, you know, People probably thought you would be possessed by an evil spirit or something. Who knew? You know, being a bit, that's just as simple as it is. Jeez, that's Isn't crazy. That crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I love how you, you know, in, in telling your story, immediately keep bringing it back to art. Um, mm -hmm. And so I guess that would be my first question, as you said, you know, kind of your, your, one of your first thoughts when you are, are back from the hospital and sitting at home is, Hey, I want to jumpstart my creativity, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So what, like, where did that thought come from? Were you nervous that you had lost some of your creativity? Had mm. you, do you feel like you had lost some ability or, or were you just like, Hey, I now have a chance to ramp it oh, up no, even more. Like second, what was, what was your, your thought process? The there? second completely, because, you know, I'd been speaking a, a year before that I'd been speaking at a conference in Boston for a public relations conference as part of a, a team presentation. And I saw these two women, this one woman I loved is an abstract painter, didn't really know her friend. And she was having a workshop like the next weekend. And I was willing to drive to Nashville to take a class from her. And so I sent her a, a direct in Instagram message. She messaged right back. Nope, this class is already sold out. Do you live, but I'll be teaching next year with Janet Skates in Tulsa. Is Tulsa close? It's like, yes, Tulsa's very close. Thank you. She said, well, yeah, okay, here it is. And so I signed up that afternoon and knew that this was ahead of me. And, you know, that was really, if I look back now in the last two, three years, that's one of my favorite weekends was mm. that weekend in that workshop. And so when everything went on hold, you know, that was in October, the surgery wasn't until, um, February, because we had to get special permission. I was the first one in Mercy, Mercy, to have this surgery for dystonia. They do mm. it for Parkinson's, but dystonia is a little tricky. You just don't really know. You have to really play with the fine tuning. And it happened then that when I got, um, I thought, wow, what are we going to do? I was like, whoa, wait, <laughs> I have a month. <laughs> Nobody messing with me. I can, I can paint for a month. Huh. I can paint for a month because I was on um, ESB leave, which is extended sick benefit, and they don't want you to work. In fact, I was blocked from my computer system, blocked from receiving emails, wow. could have communication with my boss, but it can only be like, how you doing? You feeling well? It couldn't be anything work related. And so I took advantage of it and I thought I would paint 10 paintings between the time that they implanted the device and then 10 paintings um, after the device was turned on. And if I could see if it really did help, you know, if, the, if it mm -hmm. went from kind of a herky-jerky movement to something more fluid. And then, you know, you you knew when you came and visited the studio, there was jamming with my Steely Dan. Um, <laughs> and I like all music. There's really nothing I don't like. Maybe punk. Maybe not. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get, I don't get the anger. Uh, and so, Sean Conroy, um, if you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> I just, Sean does like it, doesn't well, he, he? He's he's a big punk guy, yeah. Funk or punk? What are we talking about? Which well, which constant? 
And see, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak for Sean. He's got a lot usually of, I do like, like, because usually when I'm at Spiva, and... this is me at Spiva. Once again, you can see this if you're listening. I am standing in the middle of the Spiva gallery with my phone. What's that? Spotify? No. Mm-hmm. Is it Spotify that can tell you what you're listening to? Oh, no, no, no. What is the, whatever that app is that'll pick a song like Shazam out. or something. Thank you. And I have that on trying to get everyone in the gallery to shut up so I can please hear <laughs> so what song it played. is yeah, sh- yeah, instead yeah. of asking him because it gets embarrassing <laughs> yeah. asking Sean what he's listening to all the time. Yeah. Well, Sean listens to a little bit of everything. He has so. got a great, his brain is great musically. I love mm-hmm. the way he thinks. So I did the wonky series, 10 paintings before, 10 paintings after. I entered... Oh my gosh, I sold, I sold, I gave one away to a sister-in-law who drove like four hours to come check on me because she was so nervous. And then she loved the painting, so she got it. I sold one in the small works exhibit at Spiva that year. And then I gave one to Cleo Copeland and Tom Brown because they're such good friends. And I have the other 17 because I just like them, you know, and I can remember painting each one of them. And Sure. So what was your, your painting experience previous to all of this, to that month? You know, I, you'd, you'd, you'd kind of dabbled in it some, mm-hmm. you were more of a writer before th- yep. this point. One semester in high school in which the art teacher told, asked me to please not bother her anymore. Cause I had no talent and Ooh. she would really rather me not take another class. And she was a lovely person. Oh she my was goodness. a lovely person. I still think of her as one of the nicest people at the high school when I grew up, but Really, Laurie. Well, that's... Perhaps you should not. Perhaps you should try something else. <laughs> uh, so this goes out to uh, anyone that's ever had a high school teacher. Yeah, please don't tell listen. them to stop. Please don't. Please don't listen. In fact, when I had the show at Urban Art Gallery last fall, you know, we always think, I don't. You know, we we. I don't know that I don't think we age in our brains. You know, you always mm-hmm. I'm like I'm always like 23, 27. I'm in that age range usually. If I'm having a very bad day, I'm 19. I go younger, you know, if it's like really insecure, but I'm, I'm at urban art gallery and there's this, and I'm gray headed. I'm straight gray headed. There's this little gray headed lady in front of me. So I go up to be nice and talk to her. And it's one of my high school buddies and she had read about it or heard about it somehow and drove up from Miami to see it. And I, and she goes, why, why, why didn't you do this when we were in high school? And I said, because insert name here. Um, I don't want to say her name because she's a nice person. She told me I had no talent. She goes, oh, now we all know not to listen to her. I was like, <laughs> now we know. A little late. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, a little late, but it was all okay. The um, Joe Mueller, who was my closest friend and who passed away this spring, mm-hmm. um, she and I talked all the time. And so she knew the stress I was under working. Because when you work at the ministry level and you're working, I was the communications lead for 10 other People who are all high powered, like vice presidents, presidents of hospitals, um, doctors. I mean, just like type A times a million. And then there's me like, okay, guys, it's not really going to work in a PowerPoint. Let's let's get, you know, I need five (laughs) words now, not 50. So what do you have to be to administrate type A's? Oh, lots of patience. I don't know. It's type all everything. You just, you just kind of sit with your mouth hanging open half the time looking at them. It's like... They would joke. They would say, we tell Lori what we want to say, and then she says whatever she wants. And that was basically, (laughs) this is what you're going to say. Thank you for telling me, but now here's what I need you to say. And so she knew the stress I was under, and she started saying, well, why don't you try some Zentangle? Why don't you try working, um, you know, do some more knitting projects? Because I was knitting at times. So there's 
Crystal Moody is an artist out of Springfield. She's really cool. She's very neat. She has a great blog. And she had started a project called A Year of Creative Habits. Mm. And um, I met her at some art showing around here. It was in Joplin. And we got talking and she was talking about how she was going to start this. And she was gathering people together who wanted to pay her to orchestrate this whole year of creative habits. Hmm. So she would send out prompts. She would keep this blog thing going. They had, we had a readings every time. And it was so incredibly cool. So while I was in St. Louis working for Mercy, I joined that. And I met um, one of the people in our group was an illustrator out of Nashville, um, a silversmith from Australia, a woman who was hearing challenged but did incredible needlepoint out of England, a makeup artist turned um, floral acrylic painter from Canada. I don't know how Crystal oh had goodness. connected to all these people, but it became like and a lady who Hawaii who does these photo montage things that are fabulous. And this Cindy person that, you know, did this card that I gave you that I think is fabulous. So we all just got to know each other through this group and have all remained close. I landed on watercolor because at least it was portable, you know, and I could I could do a painting and I could just kind of play with it. And Matt and because you were going were back magic. and forth between yeah, St. Louis back and, and Joplin, forth between, and, yeah. yeah. And Matt and watercolor is just magic. You know, you could see the colors change, you could mix, you could play. There's so many, it's frustrating, like crazy, you know. And people who are really good at it, man, they're fabulous. But I enjoyed it a lot, mm. so that's kind of where I landed. And then just through. Part of the deal was, too, with the year of creative habits, her theory, and I think it's correct, that um, sometimes it's quantity over quality. You know, you have to get over the fact that you're going to have some real duds. You know, if you paint every day, because you and I were talking how I paint every day. If mm-hmm. you paint every day, 365, if you've got 365 paintings, there's going to be five or six or oh, yeah. 10 or 20 yeah. that are okay. But if you paint and save it up and worry and worry and worry and worry over two or three, then... It's going to show. This is, yeah, I mean, that that is a huge concept and one that I talk about uh, with my artist group a lot. And I think some of the coolest mental switches I've seen happen in people mm-hmm. are when we do even just like a 30-day challenge mm-hmm. um, because you kind of see people like shift from right. caring so much about right. every work. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, sometimes that's a matter of like being really, really kind of precious with it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I only made this one, you right, know, or, right, right. or, uh, or beating yourself up and maybe never yes. finishing because right. you know, you're, you're not in the habit of finishing cause you never quite get it where you want mm-hmm. it. And so you don't progress, you know, mm-hmm. but when you have to make something every day, it kind of gives your brain permission mm-hmm. to not produce something as high quality and to be okay with that. Right. But you know, the, right. the act of continually doing that, mm-hmm. keeping your brain actively mm-hmm. creative every day. And then I, yeah. So anytime we'd done that, I would see these amazing things come out of it. You right. know, I had a friend that didn't know anything about animation. Who's mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to start doing an animation a day, okay. you know, and yeah. came up with, you know, fabulous <laughs> work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With right. uh, this amazing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it was different every time because he was playing. It right. gave him permission to play. That, you see, that's fabulous. When I was in between Modot and Mercy, I actually freelanced for two years and I loved it. But I was writing at the time for a local paper, a column. And they had were part of a larger grouping of papers. And I don't know if I was in Lake Ozark or somewhere. I was somewhere hours away from here. And I saw one of my columns. Mm. And it had my name. I mean, it, they gave me credit. They didn't pay me for it. And I thought, <laughs> oh, wait. Do I want to? But, you know, the, the, the first paper was. They were. But they 
we're obviously using it around a lot of different other things. I thought, okay, do I want to be upset? Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that the best thing I'm going to write? Did they take the best thing I'm going to ever write? Is that going to be the best thing? It's like, yeah, probably not. I've got mm-hmm. more of that, you know. So that's how I look at the paint. There's more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just yeah, learn yeah. from and if, something. Man, and when you can click into that that mode, because you know, um, well, there's so many people when you're starting out, like. Man, it is so hard just to get yourself just to make even mm-hmm. one, you mm-hmm. know, so hard. And it's right. not, it's hard because you don't know what you're doing. So right. there's that, but it's really, it's hard because you don't, your brain hasn't given you permission to do it yet, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And so you're right. over, you're sort of exercising your, the demons of your past. It's the truth. Like your high school right. teacher that's right. like, what are you doing? Well, you and know, or just why get, are you, you know, doing this? Right. You're not good at this. Yeah, getting you know? used to re- rejection too. I mean, oh my gosh, that. That's tough. I mean, mm-hmm. I I worry or feel sorry for, worry for, and feel sorry for um, freelance writers who send their stuff off all the time and get the rejection letters. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I just have to people walk by and go, <laughs> I could have painted that. I was like, okay, bet you could. <laughs> Give it a shot. Um, that's fine. That's good. I make it the first of the year. I made goals this year, you know, and they were, I will be in this many exhibits. And it wasn't, I have to be in these exhibits, but I will be in... I think five exhibits, five to Mm. seven exhibits. I will, um, I had a dollar amount of sales that I wanted. I don't know that I'm going to hit it. We'll wait and see. Um, I'm going to have this many commissions. I think I've done that, but I'm going to do this, this, and this. I've lined up all these, all these things. The one that's the hardest, but it's good to do is there's called, um, cafe art where you can enter your work for consideration to be juried, to be into shows. And you just Mm. have to ship them the work. And those are kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, it's always, I always think it's fun because instead of they saying, no, thank you. It's always like, you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Taking a drink of, of right at that time, but you're not invited. It's mm. like, well, thank you so much. <laughs> but those are tricky because, you know, you pay, you pay 20 bucks or 10 bucks or $30, but those are interesting because then mm-hmm. you can sometimes get a feel for if people are liking something or not and I don't know that yeah. that that's a good effort too because at some point that roll of the dice will pay off too. Some sure. judge somewhere will see something that five other people have rejected. Well, now you're in that phase, you know. But when you were at the beginning of all this, it was just I'm going to do a painting every day. I'm just going to do a painting every day, right? With zero expectation at of all. That Nobody work. was even going to see them. Yeah, they were mine. And then you know, it's like, well, that isn't horrible. That's okay. I like that, you know. And it was mm-hmm. just fun. It was so fun. So, and, and what, what, like, what was your, you know, what was your intention behind that? Like, why, why did you want to do that? Was it, was it just for fun? Was oh, no. it? I'd always wanted to try painting, and I've never had it. the time. Well, you know, I what? loved how I would lose myself. I loved how I would lose myself. I wouldn't worry. So, you know, for the first month. Because it was a month that I did that first 10 over a month. I would, while I was painting, I wasn't worrying. Okay, I just had my head shaved, had an antenna stuck in my brain. I have a battery in my chest that we haven't turned on yet to see if it's working. Dang. <laughs> Tony and Stark what stuff, if this doesn't yeah. work, you know? And so when I was painting, I wasn't worrying. Mm. You know, and I couldn't get out. I mean, it was like I've had three years of pandemic because that year, all the surgeons said, don't get sick. Mm. All I want you to do is not get sick. Don't get sick. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they dismissed, they did the insertion of the sur- like 5.30 one morning. I spent the night just to make sure I wasn't going to have any seizures. And they kicked me out like 8 o'clock the next morning because they didn't want me in the hospital by chance oh, wow. to become sick. 
in any way. Or it's just like, don't go outside the house. You're you're in your house now. And in fact, I, don't, I didn't think so. I saw my kids for the first couple of weeks or anything. And it was just wow. like, don't get sick. Yeah. So I was under quarantine then too. So it passed the time. Hmm. It was super interesting. It was an interesting period. I look back at it fondly, surprisingly yeah. enough. Well, that's, yeah. And I mean, I think, I mean, I have a couple thoughts on that, but one is just the, the forced reset mm -hmm. and, you know, um, obviously no one would wish that experience on you. Like that's awful. Right. Um, but you did get a gift there. Correct. I think a, lot, a lot of people of can really use, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, if you had to stop working for mm -hmm. a month and see mm -hmm. no one, what would happen? What would you try? Right. What would you right, do? Right. You know? right. Um, and what could be the results? Yeah. And I think there would be, I mean, thinking, dreaming a little bit too much, but you know, it's like, what a cool thing that would be just mm -hmm. in society. If we, you know, mm -hmm. every, every few years you did mm -hmm. that, you know, mm -hmm. where you said, like okay, it's yeah. time. It's time for your month away from the right. world. You it's know? a creativity yeah. Sabbath. Yeah. It would yeah. be, yeah. Super cool. And so that's awesome. But, you know, I think we can force that in smaller ways where it's like, hey, if you've been just working and been in the same grooves for mm -hmm. years and years and years and have not had that opportunity to get out of them other than maybe vacation, mm -hmm. which kind of counts, but not really Yeah, like Except forcing that right. a week, at least a week or two, like, no, like, you know, go have your cabin in the woods experience or whatever it right. is. Yeah. Know. Because I think in vacation, you're always trying to, if you're at home, trying to get so many projects done yeah. or have so much <clears throat> forced fun, you know, this is yes, like, yeah, yeah. it is 30 and days course, at the, least. The, the pandemic sort of forced out right. of everyone. Which so was, I saw that happen with a lot of people. It was fabulous you know, too. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people had to obviously wrestle with some really tough things that they mm -hmm. want to face and mm -hmm. now had to, but mm -hmm. there was also some really neat creative oh, things that came out 100%. of that time. Um, you know, talk about that first part of the pandemic. I started taking, well, when I was listening to music and painting, I could, I could remember, you know, a lot of times if I wrote something that I really liked, as soon as I was done with it, I'm done with it. It's like, no, I'm done. I don't even want to read mm -hmm. it again. I'm good. You know, and I was talking about not liking to hear the sound of our own voice. If I did a TV interview, please don't ever show me. Was there something I need to apologize for or fix? I'll do that. But <laughs> otherwise, we're good. We're done. It's, sure. It's we all both over. know that neither of us will ever listen to this because we'd have to listen no, to our own voice. It will so. never <laughs> listen. People, please tell us if this sounds good because we're not listening. We have no idea. <laughs> but if I looked at a painting, I can remember... I can remember, well, here's, here, here's the process. Blank piece of paper or a canvas. I use a Stablio All pencil because you can paint over it and it kind of smudges in. Mm. So with my left hand, which is far from being a dominant hand, I write in cursive a word or a thought um, relative to whatever I want to paint. Mm. Now, if it's a commission piece, then um, I write words that either mean a lot to that person, something they've asked for, or if somebody has asked to have the commission piece done for them, some some words that I did one a month or so ago for a woman for her sister for her birthday. So all the kind things she mm -hmm. thought about her sister. But I would write a phrase that was on my mind or something that I'd heard that day that stuck with me. And uh, it goes first in Stably All Pencil. So then I have this tarnished canvas you know it's not that blank piece of paper staring at you in the typewriter or that mm. you know you can't mess it up because i've already messed it up there's words there and then paint goes on it and then more stably all pencil and sometimes the initial painting process goes super fast i mean you know 
It can be done because the layers, you know, you might have to wait between layers to dry. It can be done in an evening or it would be done in a day. Mm-hmm. And then the detailing work with the, the acrylic pens happens. And that can take a little bit longer. But they are not labored over for a long, long time. I mean, there have been ones that I've thought about. But the, my favorite painting right now hangs in my office at the hospital. And it was a dream. Because mm. I started having these beautifully vivid dreams because with dystonia, my dystonia, I would have um, spasms in the nighttime. So when I got tired, I would start having um, jerking on my left side and my leg would draw up violently and then just um, heel would go into the bed and just dig down as hard. So, of course, this was super fun for Alan to to be in bed with somebody, not because I became so used to them over years. I wouldn't often wake up. But once this went in, it nixed that. I mean, I started sleeping again and I started oh, wow. having these vividly beautiful dreams. Um, so I dreamed this whole matrix sort of um, color, floating colors and ribbons of um, iridescent blacks and grays kind of fighting in and out, getting closer to me. And I got up at 4.30 in the morning and went and painted that in a heartbeat. I mean, that was just like, whew, it was done, you know, and then coffee. But it was just like half awake even still just painting, 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 painting. And then went back and worked and finished it over that weekend or something. But those things are magic. I mean, Hmm. I think that's when you hit magic, when you get, for me, when there's, when you get closer to God, when you get closer to source, you call it whatever you want. That's when that is my time. Cause Hmm. it's, I'll, I'll tell you sometimes and people will see things in the painting. um, And I'll be like, Hmm, that was not me, man. That just showed up. And it's just the coolest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When you, you know, enter kind of a different space Mm. through your art Mm -hmm. where it's not just trying to think of how to describe that in a non-cheesy way. But I don't think there is any way. You just have to ride the cheese for a while. It's just like people. We have the the title for this episode, Ride Ride the the Cheese. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I'm fine with that. Because I mean, yeah. And there's a million ways to to get to that spot, I think, but I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, where you kind of hit a space where it's like, you're, you really have kind of shut your brain off a yes. little bit, um, and gotten out of all of the practical thoughts that go behind art mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. behind, you know, out of the, why am I doing this? Am I right. good enough? And who's going right, to see right, it? Right, Where's right. it going to go? And how am I going to edit it? And, you know, right. just all of these different things. And you're just truly, you know, creating for the joy of it. And you're in a flow. You're, yes, you're yeah. seriously in a flow. Everything is, is kind of timeless. You really don't know how long you've been working. You don't really care either. Mm-hmm. And it's not work. It's just kind of this beautiful plugged in place. Mm-hmm. Now, I stop painting when the voices get loud. And it's not like I'm schizophrenic <laughs> or any of that. But when all those voices start, oh, really? You're thinking of it. That is, oh, that is awful. You should be ashamed. Uh, you should be embarrassed. You know those voices. Yeah, it's like, yeah. really? Well, and really? Then, you know, I mean, some people, painter? I think they, and that's really what I would ask is like, hey, what do you have to say to the people that are, that are pulling out the blank sheet of paper? Either it's it's in their typewriter, not that anyone uses typewriters anymore, but <laughs> it's in their typewriter or they have their blank canvas or their blank sheet of paper, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And they're like, man, I, it's time. I really do want to try this. And that's all they hear, those voices. Mm-hmm. And they they don't know how to get in that zone. Right. And they haven't built that practice. Right. You know, wh- how do they get there? You know, mm-hmm. was there a point where you were there where you're like, I'm 
I'm not in the zone. I don't know how to get there. Oh, forever. <laughs> you know, I and, mean that, and what, what changed that for you? You know, doing that creative habits, it had to be that first, oh my gosh, three or four months. I mean, I would wow. I, easily because I would do something and I had this stupid practice really now in retrospect of like, um, I traveled on Mondays and Fridays. So Mondays I would just be tired. So I probably would knit. And then Tuesday I might paint. And Wednesday I did Pazanka. I'm going to say that wrong. Please forgive me. The Ukrainian egg decorating with all the layers of wax and ink. Those can take hours. Have you seen those? <laughs> no, you're telling me this as if I know what it is. Oh and my I've gosh, literally they're gorgeous. Never heard of it. They're gorgeous, but they take days to do an egg. And so wow. days. And um, Carolyn Trout just, here my in ADD town. My brain is just exploding. Like, <laughs> oh, just no way I can gosh. handle more than five minutes of this. No, no, no. Yeah. So um, they are, if you really need to escape yourself, they are fabulous. Hmm. They are fabulous. But um, what started happening was my left arm, my left hand and arm wouldn't hold still enough because I would hold the egg in my left hand and then you get hot wax. It's blackened hot wax. And you use your kiska. You heat your kiska, which is this brass piece on the end of a stick, basically, and you heat it over a candle flame. You draw it through the black wax, and then you draw on the egg. Well, my left, my left side being disobedient at this time was kind of starting to shake, even just holding one of those eggs in it. And my lines would always be a little bit herky jerky. And I didn't like that, but they're fascinating. Um, Carolyn Trout here in town, she is the bomb. She is it. She has mm. eggs at the white house. I mean, she's, oh my goodness. I mean, like, this is a whole big thing. And she's who taught me. Um, so that would be one night. And then another night would be painting. And so, but every day I'd have to post it. And I would wait till like 1030 at night or 10, right before I go to bed to post it to Instagram. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to look at anything. Uh-huh. And occasionally there'd be trolls or like, what? And like, so so did you, was them. that part of it that you had to you post had every to. day too? You had to post okay. it. So we were all kind of kind to each other. And it wasn't until, um, you know, Ursula, the the woman who now full-time paints in Canada, she saw something of mine or said something of mine. And she said, that's really good. Lori's like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> and you knew right. that she was an actual painter. Yeah, Therefore, thought, in your yeah, brain, it actually I mean, she, counts. Well, yeah, like, yeah. To me, who I had really held up, you know, she was um, at that time doing makeup artists for something during the day to, but now, you know, she segued over to full-time art. So hmm. it's interesting. So do you think it's, um, you know, and that's, very interesting. I'd like to study more how this lady structured this year mm -hmm. and how much study went into that, you know, just I a psychological, yeah. because there's a couple things I can see from what you've told me about it. And one is, you know, just the, the absolute continual, um, you have to do this every day, mm -hmm. you know, you mm -hmm. have to set aside for it, mm -hmm. time for it every day. Obviously that is the most basic thing, you know, right. probably the most important, but then very interesting how it sounds like she had you guys shift continually. Like now you're doing this, right. now you're trying this. And then the third thing being, um, and I just talked about this with, with some folks, but uh, just kind of the accountability built into mm -hmm. it where it's mm -hmm. like, you can't do it on your own. You're not going to keep it up. Correct. You know, and so the posting it isn't about getting comments or anything. It's right. about like, I know that someone else is waiting to see if I've posted this. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just, and, and you knew that there were other people who were pulling it off, do, you know, putting some creativity into it every day. So why couldn't you? you know, I started carrying a little sketchbook in my purse and 
we were waiting for, you know, Alan at this time was still at Missouri Southern. And I remember waiting in Wilder's parking lot for some event to start. And he maybe wasn't there yet. And so like, okay, I bet you I have 10 minutes. So you know, pulling out my watercolors, <laughs> doing it. And, and, that, water, and you had yeah. them in the car with you. Yeah. That's great. I, had, I yeah. just carried you know, stuff with me all the time <clears throat> and painted right there. It's like, click, post, I'm done. People just like it or not. <laughs> and I still like that. I mean, I can still yeah. look at that and I can remember how cold it was. I can remember what I was looking at. Well, And, and that is cool. That's awesome. And it, you know, there's, um, that we can kind of assign this sort of, I don't know, put this incredible pressure on the time that we have to create because we know we don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, like that parking lot experience that you just described is goes so in the face of that. Right. Like being precious with and there is something to like it is really nice to have Mm -hmm. the perfect environment and the perfect time set aside and and all of those things. But like when it comes down to it, like if you're going to do it regularly, you're going to have to deal with it. Right. With, you know, creating at weird times. Oh, absolutely. And tired times and weird right. places. And and the grind of it. I mean, right now we're getting ready. I'm getting ready for this large show at Art Central. And there are parts of this that have become the grind oh, yeah. in a nice way yeah. because I've promised um, 80 pieces to Art Central <laughs> delivery on September 16th. Um, Why would you do such a thing, Lori? Yeah, Why would you do well, such a thing to yourself? <laughs> well, no, it, it was going to be Joe and I, and then oh, Joe passed. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so we're doing like at the heart of the gallery, that gorgeous room that has a chandelier. Where she was, there wasn't anything she couldn't do. So we're going to have a mm. retrospective. Uh, representative piece of all of her talents right there in the heart of the show. Wow. But we had created, um, when they asked me if I wanted to do, and told me to ask a friend, of course it was going to be Joe. There mm-hmm. was just, didn't even think. Otherwise, like, yeah, Joe. And we had created this, um, it's going to be called, well, it still is, Pieced Together. Our mothers were librarians, same birthday. They shared a birthday, both our mothers, <laughs> and we love literature. And so we were going to pick a triad of colors each month a Zentangle shape or a pattern to incorporate, and then a quote to inspire the painting. Um, and so Joe made it like into December. So the first month is going to be December through September. She made it through December and then became ill in January. But she curated all the colors. I went ahead and I did devised this little algorithm to pick out all the colors for all the month. She approved of, made suggestions for. We, mm-hmm. we I, I fixed a couple of, of groupings. The patterns, and then she did approve all the quotes. So, yeah, the number so comes she, down to she work. still played a big part. In oh, it. yeah, hugely. That's so. And cool. I can still I talk to her when I'm painting. It's like really, come on, <laughs> because I would I would often take pictures. Because do you you know you take photographs? I, I've taken a couple. You've taken a couple. You, yeah, I have a couple of your photographs in my home. We have some <laughs> some of your work in our house. Um, it's good for me to take pictures of my work, especially being abstract. Sometimes I can see things, sometimes I can't. But to take a picture and then look at it from just the photo standpoint, because it looks different. Yeah, yeah. Finding a way to kind of change your perspective right. of your own work is really important. I remember one time getting advice on it, like entering photo competitions, mm-hmm. um, which I never did other than Photospiva because... I don't, I, I don't know. I have lots of thoughts on, on juried competitions. Right. It, depend, it depends <laughs> on the juror. Like, yeah, it, it does. 100%. It does. But, um, and it becomes with photo, with photography, it becomes so incredibly mm-hmm. technically oriented that mm-hmm. I think sometimes people forget about mm-hmm. the soul of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. But um, advice that I was given about thinking about composition and that is like, hey, just take your photo and turn it upside down. Just like a very simple thought like that, Mm -hmm. like it forces your brain to stop looking Mm -hmm. at it 
you know, like as, as it is and just completely shifts, you know, like, oh, now I can immediately see where it's off balance or that's really nice. You know, um, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine that you taking that photos mm-hmm. does a similar thing. Mm-hmm. You're forced to look at it in a different way. Yeah. And then would you we know, all have to step back from our right, work and, right. you know, is how does this really figure look? out how to have fresh eyes toward it? And that's really hard to do. I also go to grayscale. I'll, oh, wow. I'll, I'll get to a point where I think, okay, is this good? And then I'll go to a grayscale, I'll take a picture, and I'll change the filters to a grayscale. Oh, it's like that's so interesting. Hmm. It's so hard to imagine because your work is so colorful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, well, yeah, I could see how that would it, it makes you look at the balance and everything right, a bit differently. Right, right. Is something a little hot in it, or something standing out too much that I can't see? Because my go-to colors are. Um, like a turquoise blue and an orange. You will mm-hmm. always see that. Even if I do a commission yeah, painting. I have noticed a lot of that. Uh-huh. And they don't they don't ask for that. There will always be a dot of turquoise somewhere and a dot of orange. Just like Lori was here. <laughs> just picture this like compilation of moments when you're speaking with someone like very seriously looking in their eyes. Like I see you as a turquoise. And it's just... <laughs> But you say that about like every single person. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If I would hate for somebody like to read my aura and it not be turquoise or, or orange. I feel like it'd be like a, right. you're it's fuchsia. an ochre. You're, you're a yellow ochre. You're a mauve. <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? I was doing a commission. So when I ask people, it, when I get a commission, um, I'm doing one right now, a triptych that I have to ship to Orlando for the middle of October, you know, it has to be dried and everything, the whole bit, which is exactly around the same time the show opens. So yeah, no pressure. So <laughs> I have um, this triptych going on right now and uh, they didn't want her to know it's a surprise gift for somebody. And she's seen my work. She likes it. So they were, they were asking her, so if you could pick your five favorite songs and your five favorite colors, what would they be? And it was in an email chain with a bunch of people. And I can't remember all. They were just like, oh, heavens to Betsy. One of the colors she picked was boysenberry. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? It's a fruit. Boysenberry? <laughs> so I had to look it up the other day. What would boysenberry look like if it was actually like on a color wheel? So I got close, I think. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. She'll she'll be the judge of that when she receives it as, right. as a gift. And I will be five or six hours away. So <laughs> hope that worked. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, a, a question I wanted to go back to was going all the way back to that month, you know, after your surgery, um, when you st- decided to start doing this painting, um, and you'd had all these issues, you know, with your left side, why did you decide to start painting with your left hand? Cause you could have at that point said, and I will now paint with my right hand. No, it's just ticking me off my left hand with all this was just so frustrating. I felt so betrayed by my body in huh. some ways, you know, fortunate that I had fortunate that we had a surgeon in Joplin Springfield, who would do the surgery with me asleep. Let's all put that big disclaimer in there. You know, we've seen the surgery done like on 60 Minutes where the guy's playing the violin and they have him, you know, keep playing or something. You know, no, I was asleep. I'm a big chicken. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I felt blessed. I also had just so much trepidation. What if this, there's just a lot of hope put into Mm -hmm. it working. And um, I wanted to see the outcome. I wanted to see what change there would be. So, you know, mm. it's interesting. A lot of the work, that first 10 pieces, a lot of the work is, um, I would say, herky-jerky, you know, just like real solid, like diagonal lines to horizontal line, diagonal lines to a horizontal line. I was painting with 
a paintbrush solely then. Now I use paintbrush or I use a paint knife. I'll go back and forth. A lot more paint knife, maybe even some days than a paintbrush. I'm going to come back to this because I've never even heard of a paint knife. Okay, so. fine. And so um, more paint. But then, and they were really dark. I mean, you can tell I was doing some battles mainly, yeah, yeah. you know, just um, the colors. Like and were it, the colors literally darker? Oh, or? yeah. Okay. And lots of paint. Partly that was, there's two things. You know, there were some battles going on and you can, you can tell, you can tell when I was painting watercolors, you can tell when my mother passed away, I went through a dark period. Wow. Everything, you know, you can, you can go back and look cause you know, you date things. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's about the time mom passed because mm-hmm. I would entertain people in the ICU waiting room in Tulsa painting. I'd paint little geo things and just hand them out to people. And I didn't have that. That's great. Okay, here you go. Here comes somebody else waiting. Can you paint me one? And so I was <laughs> just painting things for people. But um, I'm sorry. I went down a bunny trail. The, they, <laughs> okay. the day they turned it on, the day they turned it on, Alan wanted to go celebrate. And it's like, no, I have to go home and paint first. And he's like, what? You just successfully and easily got in the car. You just walked down a hallway doing a Beyonce catwalk sort of walk. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the whole finger snap and everything at the end. I said, you want to do what? I want to go paint. You know, just <laughs> let me paint and then we can go do something. And because uh, I was released from, you know, house house confinement at that period too, briefly. And so... And was this after that first month you'd been at home? Yeah. Okay. And that's when they turned it on. So okay. you wait a month for everything to scar over and it worked well. And um, that painting is, the lines have a lot of curves to them. It's more oranges and yellows and pinks and reds. And it's all just very, looks like a heart to me. Hmm. You know I mean? It's just like, it's literally, whoa, okay. Something good happened that day. <laughs> You wow. can tell. It was just kind of joy exploding. Mm-hmm. It on was the canvas. joy exploding. Wow. Yeah, completely. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I just, that's so, it's so interesting because it's, it's a lot already to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, essentially take on something new, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a creative mm-hmm. realm, you right. know, when you're not comfortable in that arena. Mm-hmm. So that's enough. Um, but then to say, and I'm going to, do that with the side of my body that is shutting down <laughs> and heal, you know, in that way. And so intentionally almost looking at it, like I'm going to enter the arena, you know, with an intentional handicap. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find that so interesting, you know, and I, and I guess the question, which is of course hard to quantify, but it's like, Hey, how much, how much did that help with your healing, you know, um, mentally and physically? And, you know, as you as you wrestled and not just the the literal physical effects of it, but just like as you're dealing with all of this, the frustration right. and the grief, you know, right. like there's some mourning there of like, oh, my body's not going to work normally ever again and all of that. And I'm sure you're going through, you know, how how much did this painting affect all of that? Mm. Just a little question. Yeah, no, it, yeah, yeah, no, it is big. But it's just a very emotional question because I think it changed entirely how I saw myself. Because I think I saw myself as everyone does in their 20s and 30s as being pretty invincible. 
you know, I had high pressure jobs. I had twins when I was 30. You know, I was just like, I can do it. And I mean, I've been told, and I still do this, but I was told as, an, as a child early on, it's like, I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need anybody. I can do this all myself. Well, then all of a sudden I needed people. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. And then so it was like, oh, wait a second. This is me again. I can do this again for myself. You know, this became mm-hmm. for me just a way to have just like a, things weren't going to be the same, you know, obviously things weren't going to be the same in some regard. The, um, I had this huge fear. I still do of stairs. I hate stairs. And I think it all comes back from falling down, you know, a pretty decent sized flight of, them. Oh, I can't imagine how yeah, yeah, I'm traumatic. Just, I'm just, a, I'm just a, a wuss around stairs still very careful, very careful. But this gave me a chance to be, Oh, Hey, I, I, those were always my people, the artist people. I mean, the Joe Mueller's, the Margie Moss. Those are always the people I wanted to be in their mm. group, you know, in Joplin. I mean, if there was a group, I would like for you to like me. It was that <laughs> group. And so when I started just sharing things and people were like, okay, that isn't horrible. That's not bad. It's like, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, the first... You know what? I had a wonky piece. I have one more missing. I see. I, I think I'm missing, but they're they're all with good homes. Um, the pals, um, Judy Powell. They have one of my paintings, one of the wonky series. And I don't even know if that they know that it's a wonky, or if that would mean something to them. But they have it in their home. They bought it at Saint Avips. So, you know, St. Avips can be a little bit intimidating for an artist, you know, for sales and things and to have a piece sell there mm-hmm. and sell well. And it was a donation straight, I think, to Spiva. That was like, oh, thank you. That was complete and utter validation. Mm-hmm. And I have a picture of myself that year and I have no hair because the surgery was in March and they shaved my, you know, February, March, they shaved my head. And this is now the first of May. And you know, the foo-foo dress and bald head and, <laughs> hey, look, my painting sold. So that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so neat. Huh? You know, now, though, I think you see this, and I think you probably see this in your groups, too, a move away from um, justifying and vindicating your art as how many things you've sold mm-hmm. to what am I trying new? How am I creatively stretching yeah. myself how many other artists am i supporting well and that Where gets to I be fit? yeah almost a almost a dangerous spot um you know there's the initial like i don't know how to do this at all and uh, overcoming imposter syndrome not that right, you ever right. totally oh, no. overcome it no but, correct <laughs> um and then you get kind of eventually you work up to the point you're at right now which right. is like some people are like oh i could never even see myself there like oh my goodness you mm-hmm. know five shows in a year yeah. and all of these kind of things you yeah. know um but you do you you work right. at it long enough right. you get there you right. know if you keep at it um and so you're there now and then the dangerous part becomes you do um you're talking about earlier about kind of being like the stuck in the grind, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of in the weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, we've even, we've felt this with the toad lately, but you right. know, where we've had these moments where it's like, there's so many practical decisions being made yep. that you for a minute can kind of forget like, Oh, this is for fun. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, like this, or this is for the passion of it, or this is, you know, and yeah. that's, that's usually when we'll come up with like the stupidest possible comedic joke that we can <laughs> and push and that or, just to like have some fun with it. But, right. The craziest idea. And you're like, yeah. wait, mm. wait, that's not bad. Yeah. I like that. And you, end, you can get, end up the route. Yeah. I've seen that the, the practical side and it can take a million different forms. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about like, 
like being overly technical with photography, you know, and there's, there's some people that are just amazing with the technical mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. and not to dismiss that, like right. absolutely blow right. me away with right. the way they use their light meters mm -hmm. and all of these different things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but then I've also seen, you know, I've seen times where it kind of sucks the soul out of it a little bit. And same no, thing completely. with like thinking about selling your work. And when you get into, you have to, you hit a point where it's like, how do you differentiate between this is a healthy goal to right. push me right. in my work right. in a healthy way, mm -hmm. because you should always be growing. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the difference between that and, oh, now I'm getting greedy or mm -hmm. now I'm too wrapped up in the attention I'm getting mm -hmm. for this mm -hmm. or, you know, the mm -hmm. <laughs> or now I'm too obsessed with technical perfection or right. whatever that Correct. other thing is. Any you know? of that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about when you were talking about, you know, the soul sucking the soul out. Some of my favorite photographs of yours that we have in our family, um, Jessica and Caleb's um, engagement picture, which he is such a Batman fanatic. And, <laughs> right, he, yeah. and, you know, and he's very well built. He's a he's bodybuilder. Ridiculously well built. <laughs> Ridiculously well -built. Like, I feel like a tiny, tiny man around him. Her, her son-in-law is just does. a very large, well-muscled oh gentleman. But, you know, if you're at a Rolling Stones concert and some drunk guy comes up and starts harassing you, you just say, hello, could you please? And you just stand behind your son-in-law who looks like. Yes, he's also very gentlemanly. He's so, yeah. super, but until somebody's messing with his mother-in-law and he's like staring him down at these shoulders that just. So he had on that. Dress shirt, but underneath it, he had the Batman, mm -hmm. the Batman T-shirt and the other. To the kind of on, damsel in distress Damsel shot. in distress yeah. right on top of a building downtown. That is fabulous. And then the wedding day photograph where they're at Charlie's Grill. Mm. And somebody, remember, photobombed them. The guy <laughs> jumped out of the door. That's not my favorite one. That's still clever. <laughs> Those are always my favorite but ones. But she's got on that gorgeous dress. He's He looks incredibly handsome. And they're sitting on opposite sides of Charlie's Grill. That is the one picture I paid you to mount for me. Because, you know, of all the beautiful pictures they had in that church. And then the one of our family where, um, you know, pose, 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 pose. And then you crack some joke or something. We all start busting up laughing. And and that told the story of, you know, how I think we are. We're at our best when we're as a group laughing as a family. So mm. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely something I have to play with that line all the time in photography of mm -hmm. – you have to get the, the, the perfect shot, not the perfect mm -hmm. shot, but you know, like the, the technically expected shot, you got to get, it. you know, whatever Correct. I'm shooting, like, I know I need to get this shot, right. you know? And so it's always for me, it's how do I get this shot, right. get it out of the way right. so that I can then play, yes. <laughs> get yes. to the fun stuff, and you it's know, in the play because if really I know good. I've got that shot, yep. then I can move on. And, and I, th I think I would assume that that can kind of translate over to, really any medium of, oh, yeah. you know, okay, how do I get past the thing that is expected? Mm -hmm. You know, whether mm -hmm. it's something that I expect of myself that I feel like I just have to do mm -hmm. this version of this thing to be able to move on mm -hmm. and, or, you know, or it is a commissioned piece right. or something and it's like, right. this is what's expected. You know, how do I get that done so that I can get to the fun stuff, oh, you know, 100%. so that I can play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of my favorite commission works this year, or last, uh, it's just pandemic, pandemic period. Mm -hmm. 
um, Gingy Loss had asked for a painting. She goes, but, you know, can I see all of your work? I just, is there a way that I could come by and I could see? And, you know, you've seen there's just like so much. I said, hey, what I'd like to do is a commission. You know, can I come by and see the artwork you already have in your house? See your apartment. Um, you tell me what you kind of like. What, we can have a conversation. And then you send me um, like five of your favorite songs. Well, didn't realize that the woman is like a music. She like collects musical songs that she loves. You know, like some people collect friends or, you know, something. <laughs> I don't know, you know, spoons from cities they visit or something. She sent me music on a flash, on a little jump drive. And it was like a ton of songs and they were all fabulous. And I got to know her. I mean, I knew her, but I got to know her better, see what colors she liked. And for that first month, of the, you know, like stay at home stuff of the pandemic, I just painted and I painted and painted. And it was an 18 by 24 paper piece every day. Wow. And they were different Jeez. words underneath it. And then her, her apartment's gorgeous, got a gorgeous view. And we just took and we laid out all the paper pieces around her living room. And it was like, Oh, there were a lot that just hit a chord with her mm. because I wouldn't tell her what I knew what they were and I knew what I had listened to. Mm. And the ones that she's go, Oh, that one, that one, I just really love. I go, Okay. Would you like to know the name of it? Yes, please. Because I just numbered them and I had a key code and I told her what I was listening to. She goes, God, I can see that. Wow. That, those, those are kind of magic. Those are yeah. magic times. I had a friend of a friend. So the daughter of a friend, daughter-in-law of a friend who had tragically lost a child um, in a, just a freak accident. And I just thought so much of this this young woman and she had posts and I, I I don't think she, maybe she tagged me accidentally. I don't think she would have meant to, but it said something like one day I, I want to own one of Lori Marble's paintings. I would love to have one, one of Lori Marble's <laughs> paintings in my house. So it was like a direct, um, in, you know, message. Okay. Tell me, tell me your five favorite colors and your five favorite songs. Her music blew me away. I mean, it was not at all what I was expecting and her um, colors she let it was really cool. She had five members of her family, so she let her husband pick a color. She did, and the three surviving children all picked a color. Mm. So I just painted for her one day, and I just like a step back from it's like, oh, this is done. You know, sometimes you know we're mm -hmm. done. We, yeah, we've got it all. We're done. It's like, oh my gosh. So there was a favorite fruit, very well known fruit of her daughter's. It's in the picture, and it's just kind of like this little shape, and then mm -hmm. it looks like there's this little girl image just outline in the middle of the picture and there's a couple two or three butterflies it's like okay thank you god wow but this is all coming out of abstract yes but you can stand back you can look at it it's like oh wow this That's is so cool. cool and then just did some simple line work to it did not mess it up didn't try to overdo it and they loved it and that was just pure magic hmm. that was wonderful i see a little bit of um almost overlap here too like in the way um Datsa does Datsa Youngblood mm -hmm. does her um, like her prophetic portraits. I think she calls them. You know where she's like praying through things mm -hmm. as she paints mm -hmm. them, and she sees these you know unexplainable right. kind of things that she puts into these <clears throat> these paintings that are just these aspects of their personality, which you is know? fabulous. Which is such a beautiful, it's a personalized portrait of someone. You know, well, that's how beautiful done. for her to share that. Yeah, through the artwork and just. To make that connection with people is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, back to your nuts and bolts. So I've been doing this. I'm in number 68 out of 80 right now or something. Like that. I'm pretty close. Getting there. Um, 
And now I'm at the nuts and bolts of, okay, these little paper pieces are fabulous, but do I really want to buy 30 little frames? And my, my painting <laughs> yeah. has some, um, I don't know, variations in depths to mm -hmm. the level of paintings that are not really going to work sandwiched between glass, really. They would need a mat. I want to mat everything. And then if you go to all that trouble, is everybody going to want all that? Mm -hmm. I think last night at about 11 o'clock, I landed on mounting them onto artist board and then just securing them with clips and just letting them be like their own little standalone pieces so you can tell that this whole show was a work in progress. Mm. And, you know, Saturday there were hours spent varnishing. I think I varnished 27 paintings. <laughs> then there was a moment where I had to sit down outside varnishing, in the garage. Such a magical, oh my magical gosh. word. <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm not thinking too straight right now. Wait, I am sitting in a hot garage full of varnish fumes. Perhaps oh I should try goodness. and make it to the door inside the house. So, yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, just at every every stage in the artistic journey, I think there's these different things that you have mm -hmm. to battle, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's the more you push yourself, the bigger the projects get, and the bigger right. the projects get, the longer the um, I don't know. It's like the period before the last act. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're like. Yeah. I've I've planned the thing. I've mm -hmm. made most of the thing. Right. But now comes the time to finish all of the practical touches Correct. on the thing. Correct. And you know, whether you're making a movie or mm -hmm. writing a full novel or right. you know, um, or in our case making a magazine, you yeah. know, we get to that phase with, with us, you know, we get to that phase and it's like now it's time for editing and it's time uh, for yeah. <laughs> like everybody go through and check all the QR right. codes. Right, right, and, right, right. You know, like yeah. all these like really boring parts, you know, that, um, that, that yeah, that everything in my ADD brain just rebels mm -hmm. against, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, you know, one of my best friends is, is an author, actually several best friends are, mm -hmm. are authors and, and, you know, hearing like the, you get to that spot where it's like, it's, it's, pretty much mapped out that's the story is there you know but they're on they're on that last act and it's just it's so tedious it and is <laughs> you really 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 yeah. want to give up and the bigger the project the longer that period is and you have to like come up with strategies to get through that to time get to make it through oh yeah if you, if you where do you've got this, this 80 piece yes. show and yes. that's right where you're at right now oh so the deep magic in that is weeds. gone no, the magic <laughs> right is now. gone you know, and, and you know that there's that moment when you're standing right. in the gallery and it's all on the walls right you know and it's beautiful. Right. And you know you you did it, but it's like, how do I get there? Here's what I'm hanging on for. September 16th, about five o'clock in the afternoon, because that will be, I will have handed all the pieces over to Alice and David at Art Central and say, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have yeah. one yeah. inkling in my body at this point that cares how it's hung <laughs> in the nicest way. Cause David right, works right. magic. I've just seen him do. I just love the way he curates an exhibit. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to that. You know, you're talking about, um, um, imposter syndrome. I may or may not talk to a therapist on occasion and I may or may not have the topic of imposter syndrome come up. You know, when it first came up, I said, you know, this, oh, I love your painting. Thank you. I said, you know, I've only been painting for two years. You've only been painting for two years. I said, wait a second, that's not helping. That's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Is that, you know, kind of myself telling my brain that. Mm -hmm. So I'm keeping a list. Every time I think of something good about the exhibit, 
I write it down in a little notebook. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, awesome. So every time there's something good. <laughs> because you don't need to make a list of all the bad things. They're, They're all right there, there in your all brain. all the time. <laughs> They're there all the time. Been working on this for about a week. I have four things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they're four good things. That's awesome. I, yeah. And I know exactly what you mean. There's yeah. moments I've had to do that too. And it probably looks very like narcissistic and self of, <laughs> involved mm-hmm. of me if someone were to like see a list I make of like, these are things I've accomplished or, or but whatever. It but helps. it's, but you're right. It's, it's, you're, you're trying to balance out your brain, which is telling you all the things that are right. wrong with it right. all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> all the moments like that are, are you know, the, as, as the toad team will, will, kind of have these like celebrate like what are and I need we need to do this more often but are like man what are some really random cool moments that happened mm-hmm. you know of mm-hmm. like oh the Joplin library asked if they could have a subscription oh, to cool. our magazine you know yeah, and we'll hold on cool. to like these little right. moments like that which yeah. like it doesn't mean that much you know really but, but like but it does to us it it's does. like that's it's one of those markers of like oh mm-hmm. we're we're legitimate mm-hmm. we're a real thing you oh, know 100% <laughs> and so but you hold on to those those little and it is good yeah. to write them down i used to um i used to, and i should get back into this habit but i used to keep a not like a full journal but just mm-hmm. like i would at the end of the week i called it my my ebenezer cuz i heard it in a sermon somewhere where like um, back in the, the old Testament, um, when every time the Israelites like went through something, God would be like, you know, make a pile of rocks <laughs> and the pile of rocks mark was it. their Ebenezer to like, Mark, Hey, mark you just went through something really big. Right. I just got you through this, yeah, you know? Absolutely. And so I, I would do that like at the end of every week, just mm-hmm. write down everywhere, you know, that I, I thought I saw God moving that week Correct. every, every cool. And you know, you don't have to be religious to do that. I don't Correct. think, you know, just to write down, here's all the cool things that happened this mm-hmm. week, even if they're just really little moments, you mm-hmm. know? And so that I can reflect back on that and be like, Oh, you know what? That wasn't a bad week, actually. That Correct. Was, right. Yeah, that <laughs> was, know, like, it was there stressful. Were, there were good things. Yeah. Yeah. Clarissa Pinkola Estes is an author that I like to listen to and, and kind of a similar point, but I'm older enough than you that it's kind of looking back and retrospectively and introspectively mm. in that she, I, I was listening to a lecture of hers while I was painting the night and said, you should go backwards in your life and from the point you are now and go to a 10 year mark and then a 10 year mark and 10 year mark and 10 year, and then dry, divide those 10 years up into one years. And at every point in your life where you think there was something that might have been a negative event, you know, falling down a staircase or, um, you know, a choice you made that you wish maybe you could have taken back, but you don't know what would have mm-hmm. came of it. Put a cross there and forgive yourself for not taking that road or not you know, doing something that you wish you hadn't have and let it go mm. so that you're, you know, moving forward for the elder, because I'm at the elder point of my life, probably I'm 56, that are getting into the early elders, that you should start really, you know, living your life forward thinking without yeah. always backwards looking. Well, and, and to, to try and put a, a little bow on it, um, tying back to, you know, what was going on with your brain and all of those things that happened um, and, and tying to the spiritual stuff too of like, you know, I've been reading a lot lately and, and thinking on like how God uses tragedy and God mm-hmm. uses sin. If you know, again, if you believe in these sort of things um, for good things. Mm-hmm. And I read a quote about how like God does not, 
talking about sin, like he does not remove the sin. He transforms the sin mm-hmm. into something, you mm-hmm. know, and same thing. I think with the tragedy, like he does not remove the grief mm-hmm. of that thing, or he does not remove, you know, your mm-hmm. memory of mm-hmm. that awful moment mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know, but he, but he, but he can transform it. And so, um, and then again, whether you, you, you're spiritual or not, um, looking at like, and you've, you've done that with your art basically, mm-hmm. you know, where you mm-hmm. consciously stubbornly, <laughs> my dad, you Doggedly. know, said like, no, I'm going to transform, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, this injury, this, right. you know, the, these, these physical limitations, I'm going yeah. to transform it into something new mm-hmm. and creative. And yeah. for me, um, and that's what you've done. And it's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I like it. I Very do too. Pro- I'm, I, I enjoy it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. And uh, if you guys have not yet read uh, Lori's article in issue three, there's probably some stuff that we didn't hit on here and then stuff here that we didn't hit on there. And so I kind of just wanted to give people several different opportunities to delve into your world and your work. Um, But definitely also there's several really cool samples of her work um, there that you can actually go look at. So um, where can they find you online if they just. Oh, super easy. Um, Let's see. Instagram is just straight up Lori Marble website, straight up Lori Marble.com. That's easy enough. Yeah. And I think Facebook, which I have not populated too much because I've been kind of on a contractually I cannot share any of the artwork for this show until the show goes live oh, in October. Okay. So I've been yeah. a little a yeah. little bit laying low right now. Um let's see. Right Facebook it's right brain left hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well thank you so much, Lori. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to reach out to make a comment or ask a question of the Toad or our guest about today's topic, you can send those thoughts to joplintoad at gmail.com. That's joplintoad at gmail.com. You can also find Lori at lorimarble.com or at lorimarble on Instagram. This episode is also made to accompany a featured article in our printed Joplin Toad magazine, issue three. And of course, you can follow the Toad online at joplintoad.com or at Joplin Toad on the social media of your choice. One more thing. If you enjoyed this episode, will you give us a quick rating on Apple Podcasts? Without your good ratings, we're like wilting flowers with no water. Don't let us wilt. This episode was hosted by Mark Neinschwander, produced and edited by Jeremiah Jones, and introduced by me, insert name of choice. Later, Toads.